I could take a text here in this portion of God's Word, but then in the second chapter, third chapter, of in verse 14, Genesis chapter 3, and in verse 14. Genesis chapter 3, and in verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon my finish shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now put it in between me the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Under the woman he said, I will drink and multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And in the enemy said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, curses is the ground for thy sake, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth for thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy feet shalt thou eat bread till thou return into the ground, for out of it which thou taken to dust thy house, and in the dust shalt thou return. Now, as you look here tonight, you will see that there are four curses that's named here in this portion of God's work. First of all, we find that God put a curse upon the serpent and declared that he should crawl for all the days of his life and will stay upon the ground. Then God puts a curse, my friends, upon the woman and decrees that a woman must suffer in childbirth and be obedient unto her husband. Now, uh, don't get mad at me, ladies. That's what God says about it, that a woman is to be subject unto her husband. I know a lot of him take women and a lot of fancy husbands, but God said that a woman is to be obedient under her husband. Then my friends, he puts a curse upon the ground and declares that the thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. And the other night, I mention this, that's the reason that crop rice goes better than strawberries. That is a curse upon the dirt. Then he writes in some to say that a man would have a curse upon him and the perfect this, that a man would, suck, would uh, have to call and labor the bread that goes upon the table. Now, my friends, as we read here, in God's word, these curses are mentioned, God tells about them, and these curses have never been lifted. They're just as real tonight as they were when God placed these curses upon uh, a man, upon the woman, upon the serpent, and on the earth. And so tonight, I want to bring you a message now from this portion of God's word on this subject, the origin of the devil and the battle of the ages. As you look into the text tonight, you'll find that God, my friends, or other than uh, Godhead, is made up of a trinity. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You'll find that each member of the Godhead has uh, a specific office work that he carries out. For instance, here's God the Father. He's the God of might and power, justice and judgment and sovereignty, and, uh, and other terms that can be applied to, the, to God the Father. Then there's God the Holy Spirit. He is the God of wooing, of enticement. He's the God of Conviction. He's the God that calls sinners to repentance and, and, and the, the God of comfort and other things that can be applied unto him. Then there's the Lord Jesus Christ, and as you read about him in the scriptures, you find that he is the God of grace, of adoption, of atonement, and other things that can be applied to the purpose work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Bible declares that they are free in what? And so realizing that tonight, and accepting that as the inspired infallible authority word of God telling the truth, I think my think we have a class here that's the God of might and power and justice and judgment and sovereignty and wrath and grace and mercy and long suffering and adoption and atonement 
has to be applied for our great God. Now there is another order that's in heaven, and you find that the Bible talks about angels, it talks about cherubims, it talks about seraphims. And you read about the cherubims, you find that they do right work as under God the Father. When God the Father will shut and tear it out, it's the cherubims that tear out the biddings of God the Father. When the Holy Spirit will shut and tear it out, it's the seraphims that do right work as under the Holy Spirit of God. And the angels do right work as under the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'll give you a just a record quickly in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. And you're reading there, you'll find that when Isaiah was lifted up, or rather in chapter 6, when he lifted up in his vision, he said, I saw the train of the Lord, and he filled the temple. And he said, I saw the seraphims, and they had six wings. With two wings, they covered their feet. With two wings, they covered their face. And with two wings, they flew. And they cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. Notice three holy things there. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so my friends, they cried, Holy, Holy, Holy. Now, there's another order that's in heaven, and it's called Archangels. And you read about the Archangels here, there's one who's famous Michael. He does God's work as in the God the Father. You remember when Shennacherib sent Hezekiah a letter, he said, I'm going to take you and all of God's people. Like the Spirit of Hezekiah did. And you know what Hezekiah did? The Bible said he went out and opened that letter and began to pray and seek the face of God and he said, Oh God, open your eyes and see, open your ears and hear and save us from the hands of this ungodly man. Do you know what happened? Well, the Bible said God sent a death angel into that army camp and when old Revelation decided the next morning there was 185,000 soldiers uh, as dead as a hammer and as their toes turned up towards the sky like daisies uh, because my friends, God calls on the mighty Michael. Michael is in charge of all the cherubims of heaven and the wrath, the judgments, and the sovereignty of God will carry out. God has one archangel. His name is Michael. But there's another archangel. His name is Gabriel. Oh my. When you read about Gabriel, you'll find that he does right work as under the Holy Ghost of God. When uh, Mary, uh, before her and Joseph was married, the Bible said she was found with child, and it was of the Holy Ghost of God. Now, who was it that brought this young virgin girl back into the message that she was going to bring for the child? The Bible says that Gabriel came. How did he come? He came like the Holy Spirit of God. He brought a message of comfort. Why? It didn't scare Mary when this angel came. She asked him a question. But it's not a question of that. It's a question of concern. She said, How can these things be seen that I have been an old man? And all people said to her, That which is in you is of the Holy Ghost of God. Now he does work work as under the Holy Spirit of God. But now wait a minute. I've given you God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I have given you children, seraphims, and angels. But wait, I have only mentioned two archangels. One for God the Father, and I think one for God the Holy Spirit. You say, preacher, doesn't Jesus then have an archangel? All right. As you read through the Bible, you find there's a time when the Lord Jesus Christ had an archangel. His name was Lucifer. The word Lucifer means bright and burning star. Isn't that a like name as in the Jesus Christ? He's the bright and the morning star. Not only that, but even this very hour, Lucifer is able to transform himself into an angel of light. Isn't that like Jesus? He is the light of the world. My princess, as you read in the word of God, you find that Lucifer, outside of the Godhead, will 
the most beautiful being in all of heaven. But one day we find the God said, I'm going to make a war. I'm going to make a man. And man's going to sin against me. And God said, when man sins against me, then I'm going to send my only begotten son into a sin-cursed world to die for the reason of sins. And God said, when my son dies, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God said, when a poor old sinner gets saved, I'm going to make him higher than the angels. And old Lucifer says, above me, and God said, above you. All right. Lucifer said, I will. In reading the account about Lucifer, I think this four times that he uses the expression, I will. Did you know, my friends, that's the language of the devil, to say, I will? Did you know that? Why, if you read the Bible, God said, don't say, I will. It says to say, the Lord willing, I will do this and this. But Lucifer said, I will ascend above the throne of God, and I'll defeat God, and I'll start a war in heaven, and I'll defeat God, and when I've defeated God, then I shall be the supreme one. But you know the story. God takes Lucifer and all the angels to believe his lies and accepted what he wanted to do, God kicked him out of heaven. Now then, God makes the world. God brings this world. God makes the man. God breathes into his gospels the breath of life. And my friends, the Bible says that in the cool of the day, God went walking with Adam yonder in the beautiful garden of Eden. Now God means that man is lonely and he gives him a headache. I tell you, my friends, that as you read the account, we see that the devil comes and in a subtle manner, he beguiles Eve and tells her that she is to eat of the thing that God told him not to eat of. She believes the devil's lie, and Adam does the same thing, and they eat, and what happens? Their eyes were open. They believe the devil's lie. The devil said, you'll be a god yourself. You'll be a goddess yourself. And so they took uh, uh, the thing that God told them not to eat of, and the Bible said their eyes were open. They recognized that they were naked, and dear friend, we find that God comes on the scene, and God puts a curse upon the serpent, a curse on the woman, a curse on the earth, and a curse upon the man. Now then, I want to tell you the devil was stopped at that very time. Because if you read here, I'll give you this introduction. I want you to get to it. As you read here, my friends, in verse 14, or rather verse 15, God gives a proclamation that Jesus is going to come. And I, look at the verse, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and thou shalt, uh, and between my seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head. Now notice he said, if the seed of the woman shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise her heel. Is that what it says? No, sir. It, it says, thou shalt bruise his heel. What's he saying here? What's the word of God said? God is given the proclamation that Jesus Christ shall be born of a woman, and my friends, Jesus shall come into the world, and a woman shall give birth to the Son of God as far as the place is concerned. All right? But then said, if I can keep Jesus from being born, then I will have won the battle for us. Bible said, my friends, and begin it tonight, the devil uh, is a self-created being, and not only that, but he has tried, he tried his best to keep Jesus Christ from Ever being born. He said, if I can uh, keep Jesus from being born, I will have wasted redemption forever and forever sinners. If I can keep Jesus Christ from being born, there'll be no way for man to ever be saved by the grace of God. Now, Lucifer's war is not against God the Father in the Department of Justice. It's not against the Holy Spirit in the Department of Comfort, but it's against Jesus Christ in the Department of Grace. Amen. And the Bible said, if I can keep Jesus from being born, I will have won the battle forever. Well, 
the battle. Praise God. When Jesus says it against and neighbor, the devil begins to watch Eve, she brings forth a child. And so the devil begins to be shrewd uh, 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 and smart, and he has to figure out a lot of things. Now, you know, the devil must do everything, and he's not everywhere all the time, and he can't do everything. No, sir. Now, these are only attributes of God Almighty. How could you, God Jehovah? My friend, God Jehovah knows everything. God Jehovah can do everything, and God Jehovah is everywhere all the time. But not so with Lucifer. He doesn't know everything. He can't do everything, and he's not everywhere all the time. Even though I will confess, I bet the brother follows me around about two-thirds of the time. Yes, sir. Ham out. He might have said he needed to be the man of old, but your ham with a toe for all I know. I don't know how he picked 
Sinai. God said to one thing, Tom looks upon his father's sickness. And the Bible said he gets a bitter curse pronounced upon him. And he does so you find that the word ham in the Hebrew means black and sporty. Young man that he had a boy whose name was Canaan. And the word Canaan means black and, and sporty, dark colors. And I want to tell you a curse is pronounced upon him. And the devil said, I've got it made now. Jesus will not come to the seat of ham because there is a curse upon him. But if you read the Bible, you'll find that God had even chosen hand to start with. The Bible said there was another boy whose name was Shem, and God said, this is the one that I'm going to choose. Now, the seed of Shem began to multiply, and the devil loses face of it, so what does he do? He goes back to one of his old tactics of polluting the whole human race. There's nothing wrong with his house going to the theaters and seeing uh, David and Bathsheba, you know, uh, put out in front of this crooked Hollywood crowd, and you're getting the point. It was a long night, things and pills. There's women that drop with the devil woman, too. They're drinking the food, they're cleaning it up, running to the dives and the hell hole, such a good, and old Slewfoot sit back and said, I've got it made now. There's a living family now. I'll take him up so. Hallelujah. About that time now, the Earl of the County came a soldier to call looking for a city. They couldn't do it for the hands of man. And I hear somebody say, fella, where are you going? Said, I'm looking for a city. Why? He said, they said you just left one. He said, I look. But there's a bunch of dead feet and bugs and ropes and hormones and cooks of every description down there. Said, I'm looking for a city. There is no flesh to ever fade of power. There is no crepe to be hung on the door. And I can hear only the hand say, I may not, but I'll be found to look at Because he said, you see, all the stars in the sky, he said, God said that my seed would outnumber the stars of the sky. I can see the hand reached down and get a handful of the hot desert sands, and it's the sand played through his fingers, he says, and God has promised that my seed would outnumber the sands of the seashore. Amen. Why well, would I tell you, friends, listen, something. And so what did he do? He made Isaac faithful and shy. 
period. He's 40 years old and never married. Think about it. 40 years old and never courted. <laughs> Why? You hold them. I'm 36 years old and I can't remember when I didn't court. This guy's 40 and never had it. One day Abraham said, son, said you're never going to get married. And I hear old Isaac as he bows his head and hides his face and said, yeah, Paul, I'll marry you get her. And that's exactly what happened. Amen. Huh? Well, the Bible said Abraham called for the other servant. His name was Eliezer. And said, I want you to go. And he said, oh, what? For my son Isaac. The Bible said he packed up the camel, put in another country, and brings this young lady back. Well, they then had them married, happily married. And the devil said, ah, I know what's going to happen. The firstborn child. Watch him. He goes back to one of his old tactics that he did with uh, Cain and Abel in the garden, or back there with Adam and Eve. He said, the firstborn child, that'll be the one that Jesus will come to. And I will tell you, God, they will pull the wool over on the day. He did this. They had twins. Amen. Well, the Bible said, my visit Jacob and Esau were gone. But the devil said, I still will take the firstborn, and his name was Esau. Now, if you read the Bible, you'll find that Esau was, fair, was a, a red-headed person and fair conflicted. And the Bible says uh, that he was a, a hunter. And the Bible also says uh, uh, that, that this man was interested in his stomach like do a lot of eating. Well, I guess I'd have to be we killed him. I must be from the lineage of Esau. Yes, sir. But I tell you, friends, this man was carnal-minded. He was after the things of the world. And the devil said, I've got him made. But one day we find that Jacob steals the boat's life and gets the blessings of the Father. And uh, so what does the devil do? Just like uh, he did with Cain and with Abel, he says uh, to this man, he, uh, Esau said, I will let my brother get by with that. And so what happened? Esau rises up to kill Jacob. And Jacob hit out the back door and hit Highway 25 or something other out of town and got away from that. The devil said it's just as good. He'll walk and now he's a woman. And said, Jesus will never be born. What happened? Brother, he was a mama's boy. And instead of going off to a strange country, he went over there to where his brother's brother lived, whose name was Laban. And the Bible said when he got over there, he sees a beautiful little girl, uh, and he falls in love with her. Her name was Rachel. And when he fell in love with this girl, he went to dad and said, what must I do to earn this girl from a wife? Said, work seven years. When you ain't to work seven years for one, huh? Well, I don't know. I've been married 15, been working ever since a guy, so I don't get this much different. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, one guy said to me the other day, he said, you ever seen a flying saucer? I said, who's ever been married 15 years, hadn't seen a few, had a few plates with it, huh? And I told him a crowd the other night, I said, honestly, my wife gets down on her knees to me. She said, the night she'll come out of that bed, I'll break the bed. <laughs> yeah. But I, I told that one service one time, and some smarty that came up, and in the world is a bed big enough for me to get under. But anyhow, I'll tell you, my friend, listen, we see here that, that he worked seven years, and now it comes time. And when the ideas were set and the veil was pulled back from her face, my soul, it wasn't Rachel. Wouldn't you hate to marry the wrong one, huh? Then that's the wrong one you love. Much less one you don't love. I remember back over yonder the mountains of East Tennessee where I was born and reared. There's an old fellow one time got on a big drunk, and while he was drunk, they got him married up to somebody. Uh, one guy said, What'd you do if that happened to you? I said, Get on another drunk, try to get out of it. I said, Jacob, he was married to what he thought was the wrong wife. 
He went back and said, I didn't need a man to score. Raven said, I know you didn't, but it sent a question to this country. He said, the firstborn man first. He said, oh boy, since you got it. Well, he said, what I do for the girl of my heart? I must have even get Rachel from a wife. Said, work seven more years. Well, they sit about. But now notice something. We find that this first wife's name was Leah, four children. And the devil pays no mind. But the devil said, when he marries that girl of his heart, and a child is born, that'll be the one that Jesus will come to. All right. He finally marries Rachel, and I would have been it wasn't long to the child born. His name is Joseph. If there's ever been a boy in the Bible that was a victim of circumstance, it is Joseph, huh? How can he came to his brothers? They didn't like it. They cast him into the pit of death. He went away to a far country. And while he was in that far country, he took a Gentile bride. And the devil says, that does it. I'll tell you, Jesus will never come to the seed of this man. But what happened? I'll tell you, the Bible says, my friends, that God had chosen Joseph. That there was a child that was born of the first wife, Leah, whose name was Judah, and God says, there is the one that I'm going to choose. Now, every time you read about Israel being enslaved, when you read about David sinning against God, when you read about the Pharaoh's killing little babies and all that, it wasn't a thing but a work of the devil to keep Jesus Christ from being born. But one day, while the old devil was abandoned, everybody else's business, and running up to the king's palace, and looking in the bachelors at little babies that's being born, all of a sudden, amen, I told the beauty and healed angels got to say, unto you for the Savior, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. And the devil took a running fit, when the hair's half and said there's been a king born and said he's going to take your place and old hair called out the national guards and the federal troops and he sent investigators and the Bible said those investigators came and they looked on Jesus and worshipped him and went out of town in another direction you know what I get from that you can't get right with God and go back the same road you come in on amen you know there's a lot of folks that like to live the same old way they don't want to give up their crooked dirty sins they don't want to live for God they don't want to serve God with all their soul, mind, and body. They'd rather go a crooked way rather than to get right with God. I'll tell you, dear friends, this, uh, these ones went out in another direction. All right? What happened? Herod put out a decree that all babies under two years old must be killed. Now, God moved on Joseph in a dream. They said, you take Mary, and you take Jesus, and you go down yonder, and the devil stomping grounds of Egypt, and said, while he's running everybody else's business, said, I'm going to take care of you. And old Slewfoot, for 28 years, said, Jesus was killed, and all those faces were, were killed. But I want to tell you, friends, one day, I can see old Slewfoot walking down to the back of the Jordan River, and happy that everything's going well. And all of a sudden, he looks up, and not the same, the Baptist preacher, and I know it's the Baptist, because his name was John the Baptist. And and that Baptist preacher had glory to God in his arms uh, is the Son of God and the money waters of the old Jordan to run him off of him. And I want to tell you the Bible said that the Holy Ghost came down in the form of a dove and the cross rolled back and God said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now listen, friends, uh, I want to tell you Jesus had come, Jesus had come, and the devil said, I'll kill him before his time. And I'll tell you that's the reason the Pharisees were asking hard questions. They asked Jesus, should we render to Caesar or to God? Did they miss and want to give to God? Did they wipe my head off for treason against the government? 
And if it's a compromise, the sinner will give to Caesar and whack the head off for, for blasphemy against God. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you give to God the things that belong to God, you give to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar. They were always trying to trap him. Are you listening to me? They came and said, uh, you heal on the Sabbath. Don't you know that that's unlawful? They came to Christ and asked him hard questions. And the Bible comes out in John chapter 8 that they took up stones to cast at him and to kill him, but Jesus disappeared out of the midst of them. Now, did you know, my friends, they were constantly trying to kill the Son of God before his time. Had Jesus died before he was completed, had completed his work on this earth, he would have not been the Son of God. In fact, my friends, if you find uh, in the scriptures it talks about in God's time and in God's season, the Lord Jesus Christ was born. Now, you don't find folks of... Uh, um, I don't know if these young people do it. I, I know they don't down our way. But back in the mountains years ago where I live, my grandpa had planted uh, crops uh, and planted beans and such things as that according to the calendar. They would have a season was. Now, he was a great watermelon grower. But there had to be a certain time. I don't know what even the time was, but there was a certain time on the calendar when the, uh, the, the zodiac was just right. My grandpa would plant the, the seeds into the ground. And uh, I don't know what the signs were. I can hold the other day this lady had some crap, and I told her she must have made it when the signs was in the feet because it sure is sick. But listen, friends, I don't know what the signs were uh, but I'm, uh, about the signs, but I know one thing. You kill hogs at a certain time, you put big posts in the ground at a certain time, you put the big posts in the ground when the moon's wrong, and they'll always be loose. You put them in when the moon's right, and they'll be tight. You're not doing it right, you folks didn't know anything about such as that. And it works too, bless God, and it's Bible. I don't think so in the well in St. Paul, you just don't know the Bible. Jesus Christ said that they could discern the seasons and the times and all of that. Well, the Bible said in God's time Jesus was born. I looked that same rock and I got on shot ground. So praise God, you know when Jesus was born? He was born my feet when the signs were in the lamb. Amen. The lambs of sheep, praise God. I'm gonna tell you my friends, Jesus Christ, the sheep, the Son of God, came to this world and it's a fire and give himself as a ransom for sin. And so he began a new program. When Jesus ascended, went back to the right hand of God. Now he did three things tonight. The devil said, I've got to change my program. What, what did he do? He said, all right, I'm going to change my program. I know Jesus has come and died for the remission of sins. I know whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the devil said, I am going to change my program. So I'll give you the three points now in the devil's program and I'll close. It may take me two hours to close, but when I get through these three points from the devil's platform, I'm going to close. First of all, the devil said, I am going to counterfeit grace. I've never seen as much counterfeit in my life as there is this day and time. If you, huh? Well, boy, I've been in the other thing in the world. I saw where uh, there's a boy down in California. He's a devil worshiper. And I saw where they married a couple and they start naked and they had a prosecute there in the service that was start naked and all of that. That's devil worship. They've got every kind of a worship you can think Why? I was down here in the state of Florida one time, and there's some of these folks down here that, uh, uh, you know, they get right mystical, and uh, they believe in spiritualism, spiritualism and all of that. And, and uh, I saw one of those spiritualists, uh, 
and they're counterfeiting the grace of God. Do you know how we're saved? The Bible says, for by grace are you saved. It didn't say, for by baptism are you saved. It didn't say, for by joining the Jehovah's Witness are you saved. It didn't say, go to Rome, get the Pope's big toe to get saved. It didn't say, go down and even join a Baptist church to get saved. Why? God, it's that by my grace are you saved. Plus nothing and minus nothing by my sins washed away. They spoke to join everything. Well, they were telling them on the counter grace, uh, and that's what he's a I hear him sing these old junky songs. Uh, I hear him that about his working and praying. You just quit. That's what he said. I'm not working to get to heaven. I'm working because I'm a going to heaven. I'm not saved of things, but it sure feels good to be saved. Amen. Amen. Listen, man. I said you were saved by the grace of God. So the devil said, I've got a good grace. And that's what he's a doing. All right? The devil said, I'm going to do something else. I am going to hinder Christian growth. Brother, he is. Let me illustrate. Got an old cow. She's bad about kicking. Somebody said, if I stick my head right up in her flank, she couldn't kick. So it's Sunday morning. I run to the barn. I'm running late. Isn't it strange that a fellow can get up six days a week at five o'clock to go to work? He can't get to church for lunch on Sunday. Don't you know the devil's in mad? Huh? Come on, look at me now. Some of you looking for a sweetener. Don't you know old Sleepfoot's in mad? Huh? Why, here's a guy who can go, he can go hunting. He can get up at the wee hours door and go hunting. But you can't get to church on Sunday. Say so you're that well. I'm running late. I run to the barn. I throw some bread to the trough. I grab the mixed milk stew. And I, and I, I got to hurry. It's nine o'clock. I'm running late. So I cram my head up the old flank and I start milking. I'm half asleep. Oh, I'm really getting with I'm a milking. And about the time a fly gets on my nose. I reach up to knock that fly off. And when I did, that old heifer kicked that bucket over. And I say, I ought to take a two before and knock your brains out. And while I'm a giving her a good she wagged her old tail and hits me in the face. And I say, if you ever do that again, I'll take a crowbar and dehorn you and eat you up loose I grab my bucket up and I get to the house. And my wife says, darling, you forgot to take the garbage out. <laughs> and a little bit she says, darling, you didn't hang your trousers up. <laughs> I feel it getting bigger. And a bit she says, darling, I'm all the pieces. About kick the door down. Finally, we get in the car and we start for church. And as I come to the first stop sign, some bird almost runs over me. And I holler, get out of my way! Time to go to church. He hollers back, you need to. I get to church that morning, and I you, I go in and sit down, and my old pastor, bless his heart, he's got a sermon. And he's up there picking up a storm, and I said, you know what I was saying? Let's go to jail with him yet, we get by with it. I'll kill that thing, he gets bucket over me running around and I, and when he gets through, I go to the door and shake his hand and say, God bless you, Pastor. I really enjoy that good man. That ain't a hypocrite I've never seen one. Ah, that didn't get some of you. But I've got one saved up for the rest of you. Here's a fellow goes courting. The mother law that he says, she's not ready yet. Come in and have a seat. So he goes in and he sits down. He waits 45 minutes. She's been ready for 40. She just wanted to make him work. 
Zacharias comes tiptoeing down the steps and says, I'm sorry to make you late. Oh, that's okay. I've got plenty of time. He goes to the door and holds the screen, the door opens, waits for her to get out, takes her by the arm, hits her down the steps, opens the car door, waits for her to get in and comfortably seated. Then he shuts the door, goes around, gets in, cranks up like a gentleman, and drives off. That's before. <laughs> Yeah, some of you done told on. <laughs> you ought to go back now. They've been married 20 years. Sunday morning. Dad's at the foot of the stage. Hey, Paul, why don't you come out? Paul, land the door. Paul, Paul, Paul. He's born the old jalopy car. Paul. Literally, here comes the fool, man. She's got her hat sitting on a driver's head. <laughs> She's got a young one up in this arm and one in this arm, and she's got a back of bag in the dragon. She gets all in on this pile in. She gets the doctor bag in, and about the time she gets in, I'm out of the street. She said, Hey, Dad, would you slow down while I get my other lady in, please? I guess that's some you women need a life you used to fix up. Now I'm in the lawyer on the house all day, in a little bathroom, the hair wired up to look like a broke down tea bottle, holes piled in the corner, and dishes piled up. No wonder! Some men leave holes. Amen! Well, you say, well, you tell me all that part. Stop that out! Is that to hinder your Christian growth? I'll guarantee you get madder on Sunday morning than any other time. The old devil will drag something out on Sunday morning. He could have drug out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, but he waited for Sunday to get it out. Huh? Right, I read a, I saw a song one time. Now, I, I didn't think much of the song, but it said, um, it, it talked about, um, uh, what a shame. That's the name of it, what a shame. It said, what a shame to lie on Sunday, what a lie on and it goes on to say, what a shame to lie on Sunday, what a lie James. When you got Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday. Why, you know, boy, listen, the devil, he'll drag something out that don't take place on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. He'll drag it out on Sunday. Boy, make something really big out of it. Now, what am I saying? The devil is out to hinder Christian growth. And then the devil said, said I've got something else I'm going to do. He said, I am going to upset world order. That's what he's doing. Devil don't care whether you black, white, pink, or blue. Just cut somebody's throat. Devil don't care whether you live in America or whether you live in Utah, Slovakia. Just get mad and kill somebody. That's all the devil wants. And so he said, I'll upset world order. That's the reason we're having riots in the streets. That's the reason not only in America, but in every other country just about. There's riots, and young people are rebelling, uh, rebelling against the, the older folks, and, and against government, against law. This is not just a thing in the United States, but it's worldwide. And my friends, it's the weapon of the devil in the last days to upset world order. That's the reason there's such things as communism exist in the world. I'll take against democracy and freedom-thinking people. The devil said, I am going to upset world order. Well, you say, preacher, we're in a bad fix. Yes, sir. You say, aren't you afraid? 
But unless it's down in Cuba, no. But if you worry about uh, the communists taking over, if you worry about that, another word. You say, well, preacher, you must be a crackpot. Uh-uh. I just read the last chapter. Let me illustrate. Did you ever read a, a novel? And as you read that novel, my, my, your hero all of a sudden is captured by the villain. Now I'm going to take these types of meal wheel down the old rich mill, and the water's up to his lip, and he's going to dry off. Uh, why, who's it? Who could go to sleep when something like that's going on? I read a little further, and there's the, the um, Haran. She tied the big post up down the mountain's heaven, and the poor thing, she's going to starve to death. I can't stop reading. It's late. I can forget no more, but I, I, I just can't stop. I read a little further. There's that old villain. He's riding the big black dragon. My, my, he's the one tied my heels, that water wheel. He's the one that tied that girl, that big post up down that mountain cabin. You think I'm going to sleep? No, sir. I turn the page down, and then I turn over to the last chapter. Now, I'm not cheating. It's my book. I bought the page for it. So, read it for I start reading the last chapter, and you know what happened? That, that, that fella got loose, went up there in the mountains and rescued that girl, and now they're happily mad. The old villain rides over a cliff and breaks his neck. I, ooh, I didn't know that that much in there. I'll tell you what the truth my friend says. While the old, the old villain uh, is dead, I turn the light down. Everything is okay. But the next night when I go back to bed, you know what I do? I get to, I open my novel up to work, turn the page down. And look, here's my hero. The water's up this lip. It looks like it's going to drown us, old boy. If you just knew what I knew, you wouldn't be upset. Huh? Oh, man. I see that girl looks like she's going to starve to death. I say, sis, if you just knew what I knew. You wouldn't be upset. I think I see that old villain riding that big black study and I say, but look, if you knew what I knew, you'd call it quick because you're fixing to get it where the chicken got it. Right around the neck. Yes, sir. Now listen, somebody said, don't you worry about communism? Don't you worry about how the Russians? Don't you worry about Cuba? Don't you worry about this? Christ, God, listen. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and come watch me. I'm guaranteed as a child of God to come out safe on the other side, my friend. Let me ask again, whose side are you on? If I were...